So something I said in the last episode that I wanted to touch on, but then we jumped into the um, political shit was knowing money and 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 owning, having ownership and having having your numbers, which brings me to Dave Chappelle. So Dave Chappelle recently did a stand up and put it on his Instagram called Unforgiven. The whole premise of Unforgiven is. He's talking about how how he signed a deal at around 28. He was fairly young with Comedy Central under Viacom. I know uh, HBO Max and Netflix was streaming Chappelle Show, and Dave yeah, Chappelle Netflix took it down. Is not getting Netflix it. took it down. Okay, so Netflix took it down, and Dave basically Dave wasn't getting any money from it because he signed away the rights to it. As as people work in advertising. Um, who like you know really when 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 we signed the, the deal, anything that we you know we do on those laptops technically, technically is owned by the company. Anything we create for the clients or their IP. So and that's why I got my own laptop for my. That's own exactly projects. why I bought my own shit and started doing the podcast. And my own <laughs> phone for my own shit. Like we record this podcast from my phone. I, I'm talking to you guys through my phone, not the company phone. Exactly. But not, but 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 to, but to the point, I was gonna say, what what do you think about you know the Dave Chappelle situation? Um, what do you think about creatives getting back their ownership? Because I right, I'm I'm gonna play. I hate to say it, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. He did technically sign a con. I'm not saying he should he shouldn't have an opportunity to renegotiate, but he originally signed a contract that said X, Y, and Z, and that's where he's at now. I think smart business would be like, I right, obviously Dave is a, is is a genius. Let's do a better deal with him because we could probably get something out of it from like Comedy Central or Viacom standpoint. But like, what do you guys think about, you know, when when he dropped the special, and when he said like, yo, like this feels like a three card Monty deal when I signed it, yada yada. Well, I'm gonna jump. I thought. Oh. Go, go, no, no, go, Rose, go, I want to hear you. I got a point of view, but I want to hear you first, bro. No, I, I'm just going real quick. He's fighting against this one thing that's like, yo, 20 or he's he's fighting against something from 15 years ago, right? Like he's fighting against something that's like already established a well-oiled machine, and it's like, yo, all right, bro, like you signed that contract though, so you got to go deal with that. But I'm not saying what's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying. In America, that's, we sound that's America. That's America, and then, again, I will say the black man did not did, did not create capitalism, but the black man's job is to understand it, and he understands it at a different level. Like, I mean, even the jokes that he makes now, I know he's salty towards Kevin Hart because he knows he's funnier than Kevin Hart, and he tells the jokes about how when him and his son would see Kevin Hart, and Kevin Hart had like a big ass a table of food and. Like his son talked to him like, yeah, we don't eat at home, which was so dope. <laughs> you, AD, you know what I'm talking about, right? I remember that shit. So, yeah, so, yeah. so the thing is about Chappelle, but the thing about Chappelle is he knows he has a voice. He knows he has people tuning in. So what he's doing now is like, yo, just boycott my show on that platform. Boycott me. Yeah. And, and, and that's the brilliancy. And that, and that is what I 
because Chappelle understands. Like my earlier point, back in those days, it wasn't that a person like AD is an artist, bro. AD is an artist, right? So he's AD is gonna express himself in a way from his platforms, and AD could also put paid media behind it, but not only express. Um, he speaks volumes between anything that's happening um, between social injustices and, and all these different things, like social injustice and all these different things. He's speaking from a platform that's like, yo, this is me organically, and this is like me putting paid media behind it. Now, Chappelle is doing the same thing. I'm, I can put, I'm speaking organically and I put paid media behind it. 15 years ago, there was none of that. So yeah, Chappelle is now is like, yo, I'm speaking to my audience and I'm telling them, yeah, I was 28 years old. I'm 40 something years old. Boycott that shit. Make sure that they don't get paid because the only thing that they understand is views. They understand mm-hmm. when people don't when people don't react to uh, things that we put dollars behind and we're putting out there to the public and people don't react to it. Then that's when we have to make a change. And that's all Chappelle is saying. And I'm not saying yeah. like. I, I'm with the with the with the company side of it. I'm not with the Viacom side of it. I'm not with the Chappelle side of it. But I understand both sides. I mean, and like add to what you're saying, bro. It's kind of like, you know, Chappelle really brought the American experience to the forefront. And and you know, I've always came up with this Venn diagram of the American experience. Part of it is the guns. Part of it is the money. And part of it is the law. Right. In the case of Chappelle, when he signed on the contract, hey man, that's the law. And here's the money that you may or may not get because of the law you signed, right? And I guess, you know, years later, he feel a certain way. He got very strategic. So I found this to be funny. He did a whole special about that fucked up deal on the very same network that, that's empowering him right now, which is Netflix. You can only watch that re- recent thing that he put out only on Netflix. And how he called Netflix to tell them to take down his shit. Right, even though they didn't contractually have to do that, right? However, they fucks for him because he's bringing he's bringing that that fight. He's bringing them views that you talked about, Rose. Um, but if you if you just look at it, the overall thing of it all, man, it's a great lesson that I think even he now understand that you have to learn that if you're gonna battle networks like that on your own, you can't do it. Like if you try to do this shit in like outside of Netflix. He can never do this because of the legal ramifications and the blowback from that. It, it'll ruin him. But he's at a spot now that Netflix said they don't give a fuck about networks. They're, in fact, trying to put networks out of business. And that's the gun. The Netflix is the gun in this Venn diagram right now. I mean, and he can change, change all of that shit he did in the past just because, to Rose's point, you know, if you just tell people that don't watch me unless it's on Netflix, then guess what? Guess who got the bag? Guess who got the power? Guess who got the whole Venn diagram I just explained? That would be Dave Chappelle and Netflix and even an HBO who's been around hell of a longer than almost any of these guys have to buy it out, bro. And the same thing with Net- um, same thing with Netflix, the same thing with Viacom, which is I think what CBS owned them or something like that. So yeah, man, this shit is deep, bro. Um, about signing contracts, uh, identifying contracts years later. Tearing up the contract and doing something new, like in the American experience, anything can happen, man, on that Venn diagram. You know, those other two can influence the one that's left out. The gun can influence the law if you got the money. The gun, the, 
the law can influence guns if you got the um the money again and the, or vice versa so yeah it, it's real bro yeah uh sorry i, I was that that just uh that noise that happens because i was on netflix I think, um, I'm not sure if his latest special was on Netflix, but I do know it's on his Instagram and it got 5.9 million views. A lot. And it's organic again. Going back to that. that and that's that just his Instagram, not. Organic, bro. Organic. organic. Talk heavy, AD. Talk heavy. It's AD. organic. It's other people who reposted it. It's people who's talking about it. It's a lot. So, like, you know. So it's I mean, right now, man, all these tech platforms, they got. They got the juice, bro. They got all the powers and the causes in their in their favor because they they got the traffic. They don't even they could play around with media like no other because they got the traffic. They got the platforms and they had all the analytics to go along with that shit. You can't even buy these type of engagement nowadays. So even create a campaign to engage somebody like that is unheard of. That that would never happen. You can't even create content like that. Like the content has to come from an well, organic place. If it goes viral, that's the only how. And that's but the that's Gucci man. And, that's, that's Gucci man and Jeezy. Organic. They got shit getting them shit was organic virally. I mean, look uh -huh. at how Dave Chappelle is telling stories now. He's telling these. I mean, I'm sure he's writing them, obviously, but they feel a lot more organic as opposed to just jokes. For me, it's like when you when you when you a young person and you drinking Welch's grape soda and you drinking fucking Coca Cola and someone say, "Yo, drink this water." Drink this essential water. Chappelle, Rock, Paul Mooney's like drinking that water. But sometimes when you drink that clear water, you're like, damn, this shit is, is nurturing to my body, bro. That's Chappelle, bro. That, that, that's Paul Mooney. That is Rock to me. Because it's like they're bringing an element to this game that's like, damn, motherfuckers don't even want to talk about it. Like, water don't taste like nothing. And there's nothing exciting about water. You know what I'm like this, I mean, unless you get like a cell, you get cell, you might get like a Selzer or you might get a flavored water. I'm talking about pure water. Them motherfuckers, what they do out with their talent, and it's like it's water because it's like it's nice. It is giving you something that's gonna take you to the next day. Like fucking drinking. I'm a, I'm bro. I drink. I used to drink. I don't drink no juice or soda, but I used to drink grape soda, nigga, and I used to love it. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, yo, but there ain't nothing there. There's nothing there after you drink it. You yeah, great soda is crack. I'm a crack. Yo, AB, chill. I mean, I don't know what crack tastes like, but I would imagine it probably tastes like grape soda. <laughs> That's funny. Um, grape soda is delicious. Yo, AD, I appreciate yo, AD, yo, I appreciate you, fam. <laughs> I appreciate that point. No, it's just so, water. So Chappelle's water. So, to your earlier point, uh, Kevin Hart has dropped a, a special on Netflix called Zero Fucks Given, where he does a comedy special from That's his own. Um, Sorry. I would say, like, I haven't seen it. So, you know, asterisk on my opinion. Neither um, have I. But I believe that it's trash because he's always been trash to me. Since I mean, like I, I, like, I, like, I like Kevin but Hart. I, yo, but you know what? Kevin Hart's from Philly. And he's a multi-millionaire. He's got money, so I love him. I love him. I'm loving like, that. I don't, Yo, want, to, I don't, I don't want nobody. Get your money. Thinking your boy Rose or anybody on Ab Bros does not love Kevin Hart because we do. Yeah, we you do. love what he's doing, we but you not like, like it. When we're talking about content, and we are, we are um, people who are uh, gatekeepers of content. We 
gatekeepers of information and media and, and, and creatives and production, we have to call a spade a spade. And that's what all we do on the Abros. Go ahead, Tony. Now, I was just going to say, um, you know, the, to me, the last special that, I, that he was funny in was when he said, the, you know, when he's talking about his uncle come from jail and say it with your chest. I know that was like probably like 10 years ago or something like that. But that was the last time I saw him. I was like, yo, man, this dude is funny as fuck. But like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, again, I haven't seen a special, but I just did not. Like, I, I, like, I, I don't see anything that makes me say like, oh, yo, let me turn. I mean, that was the last oh, time he was kind of funny, bro. No I one mean, ever says like, yo, turn that new Kevin Hart on. To me, I mean, feel my pain, laugh, but you know, anything before feel my pain, and it was cool, right? It was definitely had his moments of fun, if not pretty damn funny, right? But I just think Kevin, you know, I'm just gonna say it, fuck it, you know, Kevin got rich nigga problems, and that ain't funny. It's nothing. It's just it's nothing funny about it. It's nothing tragic about it. I mean, he, I mean, he talking about his kids flying private. I, I never phone private, and the average person in general, has never been on a plane, let alone finding a damn PJ, right? You know? Um, yeah, he got just rich nigga problems. And it's like, he he hasn't figured out a way to make that just relatable and funny. Yet, at the same time, people watching it. So, you gotta ride, you gotta ride the bus in Philly or something. People watching that shit, bro. And he probably need to go back to Philly to just kind of get some inspiration. But at the end of the day, the cat making his coins. But I will say this. Let's go back to the story thing we've been talking about, right? The story around this special is actually more intriguing and more interesting than the special itself, right? Like mm-hmm. the shit that went down on the Clubhouse app, how he got on there defending himself, and oh, yeah, I heard people about started a whole group talking about how he wasn't funny. He he mad petty, you know. I guess that's been a recurring thing on this at on this podcast about petty black people, but hey, that works. Um, but yeah, overall, man, the the story around like him not being funny. It's actually more funny than him being funny on Netflix. Exactly. You know, it's funny though. It, it, no, no pun intended. But yeah, I must say though, I gotta give him props though on on this thing called marketing. Because what he know how to do is keep you all talking about him in social, and now on multiple social channels that's outside of the normal social uh, platforms, right? Like the whole Clubhouse, whole new social media, whole new social platform, purely just using your voice and talking like a chat room, right? Like a, like a party line. And supposedly he's a part owner in that shit. So it's, it's wild, bro, that, you know, people are going on, especially black people are going on these platforms and we're creating all this buzz when we talk shit about people, not knowing that when we talk shit about people on these platforms, it goes back to that thing Rose talked about, organic um, chatter, right? It's, it's, bad news but you talking about it which seeing the numbers up through the roof which and in the hindsight of 2020 or whatever it actually made Kevin Hart still come out on top he ain't gotta be funny as long as that motherfucker's tuning in <laughs> that is facts yeah uh-huh. I mean what they're saying yeah you can bust up these CDs I mean Eric wait, uh, wait, um, Eric Easy E oh. uh, aka Eric Wright he like man I'm gonna fuck about them buzzing up these CDs they bought them already do what they want that's gangster. Ray's a real dude. He, yeah, that's gangster. That's gangster. I'm co-signing that. <laughs> it's gangster shit. I'm co-signing but that. I don't know if Kevin Hart is that intentional with being gangster, much as like a Eric Wright would be, but nonetheless, he winning. Yeah, thanks. 
Um, but that shit's still whack, though. <laughs> All right, good way to end talk it. Talk heavy, talk heavy, AD. Talk heavy. Bro. No, did, did you? All right, so so a couple of. Uh, so uh, so um oh so I right, one one um advertising thing I want to talk about and then I want to jump into some like uh, entertainment stuff. Uh, I saw I saw this um on Twitter today, where um it was talking about because we're talking about organic advertising. So I love how this is just naturally flowing. It there was a a Gap commercial where LL Cool J rapped on it da 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 and he had a Fubu hat on FB. For those who don't know, Fubu for us bias was you know uh, a clothing company that him and um uh, what was his name fuck Damien yeah Damien um from uh, Shark Tank and, and a couple Shark other people Tank. started and it was interesting from an advertising standpoint because. At the time, you know, the people at Gap didn't know what FUBU was. So it's like he basically got a $30 million commercial done for a clothing line that he was working on off of the Gap. So I thought, I thought, I just thought it was like an interesting kind of like ad history kind of thing that happened. Not, I don't think it was today that happened, but for some reason. I mean, that was some hell of a product placement, right? Like that was free advertising. And who, who and who's to say that Damon and his crew, the the four gentlemen, I believe it's four gentlemen who was a part of the creation of Fubu, didn't send him a check in a bag, and that they're not in relation. That's a Queens thing. That's a Queens. <laughs> Queens is a Queens link up. I think no, I'm saying owner or something. But yeah, I get what you mean. I Maybe he is. Mean. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. But I feel like it's a Queens link up. You know what I mean? Regardless of whatever. And it's like, oh, you know what? We got to represent this thing right. And Gap ain't paying no attention because they don't, they ain't connected to Queens or the streets or <laughs> Brownsville or, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they, they ain't connected to none they, of that. They ain't, they ain't connected you to think East Atlanta. It was, it was, you think a Gap exec later, you think years later, somebody from Gap like, damn, we fucked up. We gave them free. Yeah, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't know. Well, they wouldn't know. Well, 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 they wouldn't well, know. Well, yo, yo, AD, they wouldn't know if they walking down a block to get robbed, run into a lick. They don't want to know none of that shit, bro. Well, and that's the well, beauty. That is oh the beauty of us and Abros and the things that we what we talk about and the things that we represent because we come from a different spectrum. It's like, yo, bro, I need to know the language, the lingo and the language of a person who's 20 years old. Because when I'm in a situation, up, whether it's downtown Brooklyn, whatever, and they say in certain words, it's like, I need to understand what's about to happen. Yeah, they don't you know start having that, bro. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah. um, or, or New York, year, that might be yo. like a good year or a bad year. Yeah, depending on how you, see, how you hear it, right? Exactly. I remember Diddy, Diddy was doing Making of the Band, and he was drinking some espresso. Uh, some coffee drink. I don't know who it was. He bleeped that shit all the way out. He like, yo, send me a check. I'll take the blur off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, I could, oh, that's funny. That is hilarious, man. Um, Oh, what was that? Was was that just, was that the story? I thought something happened to Diddy. No, nah, that was it. it, it the oh, story yeah. is that, you know, um, motherfuckers from the hood gonna be like, nah. If, they was, if Diddy was an executive at Gap, Oh, nah, he'd he like, like, nah, blur that nah, shit. Nah, he'd be like, nah, fool, the only way you getting this shit up, man, you're going to have to run me some bags. Like, but the thing is, the books of Gap, you're going to have to run me a bag or two. Kick but the thing bitch. is, but the thing is, yo, AD, the thing is, like, what we, the thing we always talk about, and when and, and when the homies, like, Thousand and Kopax talk about, and we talking about people 
that's in that room to understand that certain lingo and language is happening, right? Like, there's people over there, they don't know nothing about nothing. The only time that they know something goes bad is when it goes bad. Well, because I think... I think what AD is saying is, like, if, if someone who knew the lingo was in that office, they would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you see what he got on his head? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in alliance with that. Like, I'm wholeheartedly oh, oh, okay. with that. What I'm saying, the point I'm just saying is, we, we're talking about an afterthought between you, AD, and myself. We're talking about an afterthought. What I'm talking about is when the situation is happening, they don't have nobody in there that understands. It's like, yo, it's like, yo, you ever heard the term of like, I know, um, I don't know. It's like if somebody said the word thought or they, 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 they say, um, I don't um, know what it is. Yeah. They wouldn't know what it is. And it's like, oh, you know, this is some word from Chicago, Illinois. And and then when they understand what it is, they're like, no, we got to block that. You know what I'm saying? Because someone yelled out, I'm offended because my niece was in that video when they said the word thought. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Or or I remember seeing on Twitter someone Caucasians like, how do you say, how do you, why do black people say woo chili? And then someone corrected us like, it's woo child. It was just funny. But um, Woo chili. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like it was like you mean child. Damn. But um. Oh, 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 yo, Tony. It's like the you ever heard the term block work? Yo, you smoking block work? You know what that is? I don't. Yeah. Man. So but, block work. So I'm just saying, I was like, yo, block work is like you smoking some real low, 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 low grade weed. Oh, okay. like, yeah, you smoke Reggie. block work. I heard Reggie, I heard Reggie before. But... <laughs> nah, block work is lower than Reggie, but that's yeah. lower. So your AD podcast, yeah. That's a whole yeah. nother. What I'm saying is, you need. I'm, I'm from. The, I'm from a different. Yeah, I'm in the offices, but they wouldn't understand that. If someone said, "Yo, you doing block work?" That means you smoking low grade, low, low, low grade marijuana. That's a diss. So all I'm saying is, you know what the. People that look like us, we control everything that's happening tomorrow, and they can't do nothing about it. They can't do nothing about it. Um, I think, well, just one point you made, AD, I think Gap was cool with it because I think from the story uh, that Damon told, their sales went up 300-fold, and they got... I think I think it was like 300%. The, the target market of the people they wanted started to build up because they saw the FUBU logo. So I think it was a win-win for them. They were just like, fuck it. We don't have to sell the product and we getting the people in here. And then FUBU got the people because they was like, all right, we trying to find this. It's hot. Where is that in the street? You know? So I think everybody, I think it was a win-win situation, but you know. Where? Um, yo, did, you, did, did any of y'all watch The Undoing? I have not seen that. All right, cool. We can skip that. Um, just because the ending... The ending was interesting. Um, it's very New York centric, uh, high society, who done it kind of thing. But uh, the ending was a little was a little. It wasn't as mysterious, but uh, but the well the way the way it ended was it was interesting when I started reading up on Twitter and, and different articles about it. But yeah, we can skip all that. Uh, so other entertainment news, entertainment news, um, Snowfall season two coming back twenty twenty one spring. Um, you know, I think to me, I know Rose has an opinion on it. AD, I don't know if you saw the show, but to me, um, oh, I'm sorry, my bad. Not Snowfall season two, that's a correction, but Snowfall, the new season is coming back 2021. Season four, baby. Yeah, season four. Um, 
to me is one of the the the, the greater TV shows on TV. It's one of the best TV shows out um, that has to deal with drama, storytelling. It, it, ha- it happens to take place during the, the 80s drug era. And Rest in power, John, John Singleton. Rest in power, John Singleton. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I think it's Giant based off of Ricky Rose, uh, Freeway Rose. Um, but yeah, man, great fucking show. Listen, man, yo, he has the potential to go be up there with the wire, in my opinion. Um, I think about so snowfall is so ill is because snowfall is like something that really, really happened in America that everybody tried to brush under a rug and it didn't happen. So now you're giving a perspective of a person who's like, yo, he was a part of the process and now he's trying to win and now he has the government under his thumb when the government when he was under the government's thumb in his position like I will not be a slave bro and we're gonna get out of this thing together and I'm gonna win and you're gonna win and that's the American dream. That's why I like Snowfall. Yes sir. Um so today we are recording on December fourth. I do wanna say um I like how you said that I'm gonna start saying that rest in power. Rest in power to uh, Fred Hampton, who uh, in 1969 was murdered by the FBI and the police. Um, you 99 know, bullets, kid. 99 bullets. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think you know, if you know about his history and what he was doing for, you know, the Black community, that was a huge loss. And the crazy thing is, he was, I think he was 21, right? 21, 22? He was super young. When he, when he was yeah, Jay Z was born the same day he was born. Jay Z was born the same day. Yeah, he was twenty one. He was twenty one. Yeah, he he had that line. I was I was I was born on the day Fred Hampton died. Fred Hampton died. Really? Yeah, but we talking about Fred Hampton. We talking about Jay Z. We talking about Fred Hampton. Well, I, I was gonna yeah, yeah salute yeah. Fred Hampton, man. Ninety nine bullets. You heard? That's wild. That's <laughs> insane. He was asleep. He was asleep. Yeah. He was sleeping, yo, AD. He was in his boxes, His man, his man sold him out. That's crazy. Not not that it's impossible, but man, Judas was alive. Judas factors everywhere, baby. That's a historic thing. That ain't man new. Can't wait till the the movie come out that they're doing. I hope hope that Daniel Kalua. Kalua. And salute to Fred Hampton Jr. who out there promoting that talk, man. Promoting what he promoting, man. Salute to Fred Hampton Jr. Who was also in Block Party with Dave Chappelle. Oh, where he was? Man, go go look it up. He's he was in Black Party. You heard? Yeah, he towards the end. <laughs> oh, yeah, he towards oh, the end. Okay. I got that on DVD. I'm old as fuck over here. I don't have that. On. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck that. I'm going to listen. Look at my DVD. I, I don't know. I understand, brother Chappelle. You don't want nobody viewing him on the stream. That's cool. I respect that. But I bought that DVD. Now, I go I'm on watching YouTube. that shit tonight. I go on YouTube and I watch the clips, man. I just, I just, I. I I won't go in the streaming, but I'll go on YouTube and watch the clips. Um, I have the D- I don't have a DVD player. That's the problem. Um, so I got a bunch of. Shots I just bought one. I just bought one about two months ago for shits and giggles, and that shit was like dirt cheap. Play Blu-ray and all that shit. Play CDs too. Oh shit! Nice. Um. All right, so one thing we did just say, also today, December 4th, Jay-Z's birthday, happy birthday, Hova, Jigga, all that good stuff. Hopefully, he, he you know, he does something for the black community soon, uh, drop an album, you know, help some people out, who knows. But yeah, 
Uh, what else? What else? What else? Selena drops. There's a Selena series that drops on Netflix today, which I think would be interesting. I mean, somebody was singing. Yeah, I don't know how much oh, you can do after the movie, but uh, I actually had a friend who, who 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 I was talking to about that. She was like, "Yo, you know, I just want to listen to the music. The story's a little bit, you know, drawn out." I was like, yo, you know what happens? And hey, speaking of people that sell you out, man, her, her, her the manager of her fan club murdered her. Um, be the ones, B. What else? I don't know if you did. You guys watch Euphoria? I don't know if you watched. Nah, it. I ain't watched that. Um, well, the the one there's an interesting thing that that um, I think it's coming on HBO, but it's on HBO Max now. But um, the interesting thing, the reason why I brought it up is because. Because of COVID, season two was delayed. But what they're doing is they're dropping a two-part series where it focuses on the main character and and her and another guy who's who, who they're both you know he he he's like the older mature guy who's like trying to get her out of the drug life. But it's interesting because from a from a filming standpoint, I thought it was dope that they're filming these these two part episodes that focus on these two characters only in like this diner. And it's like a bridge between season one and season two. Uh, I just thought it was a dope way to like keep fans at bay and not like lose any fans, but also like kind of keep telling the story and, you know, keep people employed too. You know, you're filming, you, you know, you're doing some work, but nah, I, I thought that was interesting. I'm gonna check that out. Uh, I don't know. Did any of you guys, ch- I haven't seen the Fresh Prince reunion yet. I was going to check that yeah, I was gonna check that out probably over the holidays because you know I like the Fresh Prince, but there's a lot of shit coming out, man. So yo, I figured so, I'd check that out at some so, point. Saw a clip from it on YouTube though. So, so you brought you brought. Oh, I, I might check that too. But you brought up a good point because I was I was gonna bring that up here and then you know we could wrap up after this. I find it interesting that I don't know if it's just because it's our industry, but you know a lot of people are usually off traveling during the holiday season. But I started to notice that like obviously this is usually when a lot of shows stop, but I've started to notice a lot of shows on like streaming services releasing closer to the holidays. And I wonder if it's because if it's because they know people are gonna be home more. So it's like you know, Oh yeah, baby. COVID got COVID changed everything, man. It's it's the great disruptor outside of a mail in ballot. I noticed it's a lot great- of shows dropping like now and like yeah. and I was like, yo, that's kinda interesting. I mean, you saw what HBO about to do next year, right? They about to, they about to just go ahead and put put the theaters into the graveyard, bro. They releasing all their shit the same time they release to these theatrical releases. So they're gonna release their stuff. HBO, yo, you and, 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 and y'all seen and y'all seen what Slack just did? Slack just got that twenty eight Billy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salesforce, oh, COVID, COVID, Salesforce, COVID. They they went and. They understood what was happening and understood how to get that bag. Yeah, we living down by Slack at the job. I think we the biggest, you know, enterprise users just, of it. I just got on Slack uh, my new gig. It, it's interesting. I, I like. I like it. It's, yeah, I got. I'm on Teams. At, I'm at Teams at the job right now. I fuck with Teams. Teams, Microsoft Teams. Salute to Microsoft Teams. I was. Oh using, yeah, it works in the same I, manner. Yeah, I was using it before I left. I left my gig. I, I liked it. But I felt like you need the whole Microsoft suite to like really enjoy how it works, like the interactions between like you know Outlook and all that stuff. But um, yeah, those are both dope. Um, yo, AD, you brought up a good point actually. 
uh, I was just about to end it, but you brought up two good points. One, um, you think movie theater is going to be done by 20? I don't think next year, but by 2022, you think it's going to, like, I, I have a theory that uh, Warner Brothers dropping on HBO Max and in theaters is basically the test year, and they're going to see how streaming does versus box office numbers. Oh, I can see that. I can definitely see Based that. on that, they'll probably be like, or if they change the rules, because technically it's still a rule that I think to get an Academy Award, if that's what you want to put your movie up for, you have to be in theaters. That's um, going to change, though. That's going to change. I can see all it. COVID changing everything, bro. It's going. It's changing, rewriting the rules to everything in life. So, yeah, it's on that amount of times. So I don't know if theaters going to be like done, but they ain't going to be what they, they, they're not going to be what they used to be. They're going to start shutting down a lot of theaters. Just like retail, there's no different than retail. Oh my god! Hang a lot. I like I like the retail experience. Actually, I gotta go. Me too. What? I mean, I mentioned, I mentioned to you my, my phone broke, I, I, and I gotta go to the Apple Store. I'm actually looking forward to it because the last couple times I went, the experience was lovely. So I was like, I I, I would kind of be a little. Well, if, if but Apple's smart though. Apple don't have a whole lot of inventory. No matter wherever Apple Store you go to, pretty much every product that they own or sell, you can really it can fit on the on like the size of two big coffee tables. Literally everything that they sell can all fit on a coffee, like a big coffee table, two of their tables at the store, right? So their inventory overall is not a lot in terms of what they sell. So they can do that. They can do retail in an immersive way, but I don't know, man. These other guys like the malls and the Walmarts. The Fifth Ave uh, Apple Store feels like an old way. Yeah. So beautiful. But same thing with, you know, streaming. Like, I mean, you can stream on your phone or your TV. I mean, it, you can't get no more comfortable than your TV at the house. That's true. And I like going to the, I love going to the theaters, though. I love the experience because, like, you know, I grew up, I grew up with my with my pops taking me and my brother to the theater every time, uh, you know, the summer blockbuster came out. So to me, it's very nostalgic. I, I mean, I know a lot of people hate theaters. They say it's dirty, not clean, yada, yada. But like, I mean, to me, it's very nostalgic. And I love that vibe and that feeling. Um, yeah, especially you go with your like, friends and family or whatever. <laughs> I also love the comfort of my home. Yo, oh, one other thing before we wrap, wrap. One, one last thing. Um, we were supposed to talk about it months ago. But Quibi, Quibi died. Could be done. Thoughts on that? I mean, I don't know what else to say. Two billion dollars. It started. It started last year, right? Yeah, last year. Uh, no, the year before. I think it was the year before last. It had just started or was bubbling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it was out for a year. That's crazy. Sorry, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, nah, I mean, what's that to say? It blew two billion dollars. Grand opening, grand closing. I mean, you two brothers ain't getting no two billion dollars for nobody. You get two billion headaches. I just feel like for, for me, like I look at it from a from a production standpoint, it's just like, all right, you're spending almost the same amount of money to produce these short form content pieces. It's just like I don't see what the what the sell is. Like I don't know. I never downloaded it. Um I know people who had it and, and liked a couple of shows on there, but I, I just don't. I feel like yeah, your point is like yeah, you, you, you could just absorb that and do it on YouTube or like you could do it. You could do it on a platform that exists. I just think they got too stuck into the, the, the form factor or the user experience of being all mostly vertical. And at the end of the day, you still got, I mean, goes back to what we've been saying these last two parts. 
Story. What are the stories you tell? Because that's what people are buying into. They find stories. I mean, you know, Netflix and all those guys got popular because people stream content that they love back in the days, which is these stories. So, yeah, I just, they just didn't have a compelling stories that they were telling to tell with their platform, you know? Yeah, that's facts. All right, man. I think we talked about a lot in this episode. Uh, it's been good, man. It's been good. Yeah, we ain't talked good. in a minute. Yeah, man. Good getting the therapy out. Good, good chopping up with you folks. Um, any final words from from you guys? Rose saying that? I don't know. Nah, yeah, I'm, of course I'm here, baby. You already know. Man. I'm <laughs> listening. I'm listening to the gems that y'all dropping. But you know what I'm saying. You already know it is easy, Rose. Ad bros. Um, you know what I mean? Just another edition. As always, man, no soft talk when it comes to telling the truth. That's it. That's all I got. That's all we got.